church places before our reflection the realities of the end of the world. The world will come to an end. And therefore, Church, Holy Mother Church is preparing us for the end of the world. But in a very special way, we should consider the end of our own lives. And therefore, we should prepare because all of us will have our personal end, even though our souls will live forever and our bodies will rise from the dead on the day of judgment. But there is a real end to the way we know things in this life. And so therefore, we do not know if we are in the times of the Antichrist right now. But one thing is for sure, we have been in rehearsal mode for the past 60 years of the Antichrist. Let us let not this, this alarm us too much because we should know from scriptures that St. Paul says back in the first century, the powers and the forces of evil of the Antichrist have already been unleashed and will be going developing, developing themselves throughout the centuries. And therefore, it has been picking up steam. Every single mortal sin committed attributes to this preparation of the Antichrist. I would like to take a few pages out of that great book called The End by Father Amijan, which happened to be one of the favorite books of Saint Therese de Lisieux of the Child Jesus. It was a, a priest back in the 19th century who wrote uh, as things were happening in France about the French Revolution. So he wrote this book about the end. And Saint Therese loved this book. She said, it is one of my favorite books I ever read. So I'd like to take a couple of pages out of that book that she loves so much. And to describe, and the reason why I'm taking it from that author is because he described the best, in the best way, the doctrine, the church's doctrine and teaching about the Antichrist. As he doesn't just have an opinion, but rather he, he teaches from the doctors and fathers of the church. And so therefore I would like to just show this as today's gospel has a lot to do with the power and the presence of the Antichrist to come at the end of time. So the first thing we should say is that it will be an impious malefactor and the Antichrist across the board of the fathers and doctors of the church proclaim that he's going to be a human person. It's not going to be an ism. It's not just communism. It's not like some ideology floating out there. I mean, he'll, he'll use all the isms, but it's going to be a human person. It's going to be a most impious, malignant person ever lived. The worst person ever. Worse than Judas. This is from the teachings of St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Augustine, St. Jerome. Clearly teach that it's going to be a human person. 
will take this role as the Antichrist. Saint Robert Berlamin says that Saint Paul is clear as can be this, the man of sin, he's called in scriptures, the son of perdition. So when Saint Paul says a man of sin, he doesn't say an ism of sin or some ideology, some floating spirit out there, but rather a concrete man. Now, what will be his origins of this antichrist? The doctors and fathers of the Catholic Church from the first centuries unanimously affirmed the opinion that the Antichrist will be born of Jewish parents. And St. Ambrose affirms that he will be circumcised. Now a word about his reign, because he will reign for a time. At the beginning of his reign, he will convince great numbers of Drew Jews through his trickery and fame to believe that he is their long-awaited Messiah. Suarez, a medieval theologian and other medieval commentators, expressed this by saying that this is what it was meant by John chapter 5, verse 43. When Jesus says, I come in the name of my Father, and you receive me not, talking to the Jews. If another shall come in his own name, he you will receive. So Christ is saying, you will receive that man, speaking to the Jews. Now from his earliest youth, he will be utterly possessed by the devil from the cradle onwards, from the conception of him onwards. St. Thomas Aquinas says that in his person and in his works, he'll reveal himself as the reverse of the Son of God and will parody his miracles and his works. Very dangerous times when the end of Christ comes. It'll be very, very confusing and very dangerous. Tertullian, another great father of the church, says that he will be an ape of God, even of God. He will ape God. He will have the powers of God, it seems. That is also very dangerous, counterfeiting all of God's mighty works. He'll be a avowed and personal enemy of Christ the King and openly endeavor to dethrone Christ and to usurp the homage due to Christ the King over all the societies and within all the politics of the world. See how things are being prepared right now as we're moving forward. Christendom, haha, ha, they laugh at Christendom. All these intellectuals in Harvard and Yale and all these other places, you know, laughing. Ha ha, Christendom, a thing in the past. Oh yeah, a thing in the past. Look what's coming up the pipeline. We've been preparing for this for a long time. Getting rid of Christ the King. No more medieval rules. No more medieval faith. No more public square. 
None of these things. So it's being prepared. The way is being prepared. St. Thomas Aquinas says that the Antichrist will decree that a cult be mandated, that all will be ordered to adore him, the Antichrist. To lend credence to this belief, the Antichrist will counter divine revelation, that is the divine definitive teachings of the Holy Roman Catholic and Apostolic Church. In opposition to the ceremonies of divine pure worship of God, He'll set up his own impious rituals against the tradition of the Catholic Church. And he will constitute an abominable society. To end this, St. Thomas Aquinas adds this, which should shudder us in fear. As the divinity and fullness dwells in Christ, the fullness of evil dwells in this terrible man. Whose mission, listen to this, whose mission and works will be but to imitation and reverse a counterfeit of Christ's works and his missions. In other words, an aped church, a parallel church that looks like the Catholic Church. It'll look like the Catholic Church. That's what the when the end of Christ comes. He's going to deceive massive numbers of Catholics. Huge numbers. There will be a parallel church. He will establish impious rituals. It will surge up within the womb of where the church should be. Dangerous times. And that's why Christ says in the gospel today, even if it is possible, even the holiest of saints, the elect will be deceived during those days. And he will be very resourceful. He's not going to be some sort of a, you know, thinking about the Antichrist. Oh, everybody will get away from him. No, he's going to be very resourceful and great. Because St. Thomas Aquinas calls this man of iniquity, calls him caput omnium malorum. He'll be the head of all evil. He'll make Adolf Hitler look like Mickey Mouse. Now, Father, I mean, I mean John was not existing during the time of Adolf Hitler, but he would have said Adolf Hitler. Everybody uses Adolf Hitler, you know. But this is what Father Abidjan, Abidjan says. Interpreting this phrase of St. Thomas, he'll be the head of all evil. The head, meaning the leader. He'll be a real leader. He'll know how to persuade millions and millions of peoples at a drop of a hat if they don't have the grace of God within them. He will make dictators of evil look like midgets next to a giant. He'll repeat all the deeds of Nero. He'll, find, he'll be filled with the violence of the Emperor Diocletian. 
who possessed the cunning duplicity of Julian the Apostate. Just read the Martyology and know about those guys. Oh, man. Whew, they had so much power over the world. Killed millions of Christians as if they were fleas, just smashing Christians all over the place. He'll resort to the intimidation and will bend the earth beneath his scepter like Mohammed. He'll be learned as a philosopher and skillful orator. An orator outstanding in the arts and manufacturing sciences. He will handle mockery and ridicule like the French revolutionists. He will, he will be sky high above all of these that the history has ever known of talent, resourcefulness, and power and leadership. And then he will rage war. Daniel chapter 7 verse 25 will come to fruition where it says, and he shall speak words, meaning the Antichrist, against the High One, and shall crush the saints of the Most High. And he, will, he shall think himself able to change times and laws. The one world ordered government, he'll be in charge of it all. He will rule all nations. The feast days will be suppressed. There'll be no more Christmas. Sundays will be, the observance of Sundays will be erased. The calendars will be changed. Divisions of days, weeks will all be changed. Just like the French Revolution has tried to do, but they failed at it because it's just people weren't ready for that stuff back in the, back in the 18th century. But they're working toward it. They will get it one day. With the coming of the Antichrist. The cross will be forbidden to be displayed in public places. In any place. It will be forbidden to put the crucifix up. Or a statue of the Ten Commandments or whatever it is. Abominable riches. Just like today in the gospel. Christ says that the prophet Daniel will come to fruition. The abominable will occupy the Holy of Holies. So the abominable rich, rituals will replace the holy sacrifice of the mass. Scary stuff. You'll have even people in the Vatican worshiping pagan idols. The pulpits will be silent. They will no longer preach morality. Of what's wrong and what's right. And what's the truth. The teaching and education of the youth will be lay. Compulsory and godless. Just like our public school systems. But on steroids. Back when it's going to happen. Christ will be banished from the child's cradle. Even babies will be corrupted. Left and right. Of their holy. Of their innocence. Spouses will be joined without God. 
The dying will die without the sacraments. In the whole world, no worship to any god will be tolerated than to worship this anointed Satan, the anointed of Satan. Apostasies from the Catholic Church will be global. I remember when I was studying in Rome, an encyclical came from St. John Paul II when he says that right now there's a occurring, this was back in the, in the 90s, he said, right now there's a silent apostasy raging throughout the Christian West. No wonder. And then courage will become rare. Everybody will keep their, hold their peace. No one will speak out against the abominable crimes. Because as our Lord says at the end of time, charity will, will grow cold. No one will have any courage for anything. No longer able to affirm they'll just go along and compromise one thing after another. The powers of heaven will be shaken. The stars will fall out of the sky. As you know, this phrase, which was in today's gospel, the stars will fall out of the sky, the early church fathers always interpreted this phrase as meaning the priests will fall from grace. Our religious leaders will abandon the Catholic faith and mislead millions into hell through their scandals, their heresies, their denial and rejection of the Catholic faith. Imagine priests. Book of Apocalypse, chapter 12. A third, a third of the stars of heaven will be wiped out by the dragon's tail. How many priests are deceiving the flock just by compromising? Or in a confessional telling them that sin's okay. Oh, it's okay. You can go and sin. No, matter, no problem. The fathers of the church always viewed this phrase to mean our religious leaders will fall in disgrace and worship pagan idols. Now, this is not to say that the true stars out of heaven will not fall out. They probably will. Yeah, it's, they mean, but, but it also means something else too. Those who bear the mark on their foreheads of the Antichrist will be apostates bearing this sign. And they will, and they will have material gain because they'll be the only ones with high salaries those who bear the mark of the beast. The saints, the holy Catholic observers, traditionalists will be downtrodden as disturbers of the peace and radicals. Okay, Father, you might say, well, why are you telling us all of this? <laughs> this is not a, a creature feature movie. <laughs> why are you telling us all of this? Because as the rehearsal continues, preparing the way of the Antichrist, because he will come. But we don't know the times and places. It could be next month or it could be next millennium. We don't know when he's coming. But we have to know, and this is why I'm telling you all of this, we have to know that these powers are active now. From the times of St. Paul that he told us, he says that the spirit of the powers of iniquity are at work. 
and have been developing slowly. And since the hippie revolution, 1968, they have taken off skyrocketing uh, proportions. So we have to be vigilant. And all the great saints say that they wish that they would live during the times of the Antichrist, because so many merits can be gained by being faithful, by remaining Catholic, by being clinching on to our Baltimore catechisms. So many graces and the powers of evil are just infesting inside the womb of the Catholic Church in these days. It's a shame, you know. And so therefore, the reason why I'm saying all this is three applications I would like to share with you reflecting on the doctrine of the Church of the Antichrist. First, a word for the young people. Now, it is no longer possible to stay on top of the fence. You must fall on one side or the other. It's either you're for Christ or you for Satan. There's no more middle ground. And therefore, I encourage you, young people, to discover Christ. Place your eyes upon him in a loving gaze. And humiliate yourself before him, spending hours begging him to make you one of his close friends. That's my word for the young people. Die before committing a single mortal sin. That's how you're a friend of Christ. And that's how you will be faithful in spite of the powers of the Antichrist at work. Secondly, parents, fulfill your duty. Make sure your children memorize the Baltimore Catechism. Because it's harder for you today, because before, in the 1950s, we comfortably allowed the nuns, the full habit of nuns, with Baltimore Catechisms dangling from their hands by the hundreds of thousands. Overnight, they were all swept out of our schools, all hundreds of thousands of them. They're not going to help us anymore. So parents, know your faith. Love your faith. And transmit your faith to your children and your grandchildren. And if they don't want to follow it, then I don't care. I've done my duty. But I will remain faithful to the Catholic faith. They can do whatever they want, but at least I warned you. At least I showed you with all the love possible, but I'm not gonna worry about it. If you wanna go off and ruin your internal, your eternally your soul, that's your problem. Parents, duties, duties of life and toward each other. 
husband and wife care for each other, help each other. The powers of the Antichrist are at work powerfully. And so many could be deceived at a drop of a hat if you're not cautious and engaged. And then final, my final recommendation is that we have a tender, loving, perpetual, non-feigned devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. St. Louis de Montfort says, those who truly pray their rosaries every day is a sure sign of predestination to that soul. If you do not pray your rosary every day fervently, your eternal salvation is on the line. We gotta get close to the Blessed Virgin because she promised us 102 years ago in Portugal, approved apparitions of the Blessed Virgin by the church, that her immaculate heart will reign. She will triumph. As we continue this holy sacrifice at the Mass, let us not forget the words of St. Paul to the Thessalonians, who says that as the Antichrist will be fully raging at a given moment, Christ will just have one tiny little breath of his, air, of his mouth, and through that little breeze of his breath, the Antichrist will be annihilated. As we come to receive the sacred flesh, body, soul, and divinity of Christ our Lord in communion, may he blow that same breath upon us. upon our hearts and our minds, our eyes and our sentiments and our emotions and our aspirations, so that the powers of the Antichrist will not deceive, if possible, even the holy saints, the elect of God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen.